When the topic of street cats is brought up, it yields a few reactions. There's a camp of people who just are indifferent to them. Another camp that takes it upon themselves to help them survive and thrive as much as possible. And a third camp that views them as nuisances, pests, things to be exterminated. If you were asked, which camp will you fall into? I'm your host, Hepburn, and you're listening to the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast, a true crime podcast dedicated to exposing the many misdeeds and abuses done to animals. And every week, I'll be covering a new animal abuse case. Today, we are covering the deaths of 13 cats of Fukaya, Japan. From March of 2016 to April of 2017, at least 13 cats disappeared from Fukaya, Japan. For the people who noticed, they wondered where they had gone. The familiar eyes didn't illuminate the darkness anymore. No more running away or hiding any time someone passed them or tried to pet them. They just disappeared. Some didn't think too much of it because they thought that they were nuisances. But there were others who felt bad for them. Worried, even. Where had they gone? Where did the mystery and mischievousness go? But perhaps their absence wasn't a bad thing. Perhaps they had been rescued, taken in by someone, or died a natural death. Perhaps they were okay, but none of that was true. The missing cats weren't in a better place, and nature hadn't taken them. They died by the hands of Makoto Oya. At the time of Makoto's capture, he was a 52-year-old tax accountant with a wife and a kid. Like so many descriptions of murderers, he wasn't a strange person. Nothing about him was outstanding at all, just fading into the background. But as the serial killer paradigm goes, he lived a secret life. For 13 months, Makoto traveled back and forth between his home, Saitama City, to Fukaya, a city 50 miles away. In Fukaya, he used food to lure stray cats into steel cages, and then he brought them to an abandoned, dilapidated house. There, he carried out his abuse, blow-torching them, pouring and throwing them into boiling water, placing firecrackers into their bodies, injecting water into them by forcing a hose into the anus, pulling out their teeth, and so on. He recorded himself torturing the cats, a sick memento for himself and as a source of entertainment for others. He posted the torture videos onto his site called Two Channel under a thread dedicated to hatred against animals. On this thread, users obviously loved seeing animals in pain. Some were abusers and some were just spectators. Comments under these videos showed the delight in the murders. Some comments even described ways in which one can go about killing animals. Makoto's videos were so popular, in fact, that some commenters addressed him as God. Every time the commenters asked him to be crueler to the cats, requesting specific actions from him, be obliged, because each succeeding video 
his forms of torture grew more and more depraved. One of his victims was a black and white cat. In a still photo taken from one of the videos he uploaded, you can see the sadness in its eyes. It was pleading, yet defiant at the same time. Its mouth was open, seemingly screaming for help or crying out of pain, with the brim of its mouth covered in blood from an apparent teeth extraction. Its body showed all the signs of being boiled alive, being hit by the water again and again. There were patches of fur missing, and its skin was raw. Another victim was a brown cat with a milk chin and a white tuft. It looked so scared, like it was in anticipation for more pain, and more pain did come. Makoto used a blowtorch on him, burning his entire body, blackening it to a crisp. As he did all of these things, he relished in their pain. However, his fun ended in August of 2017. Someone, and then many people, started spreading the videos throughout the internet eventually catching the attention of people who cared about animals who reported him to the police. The police quickly identified Makoto. When the police apprehended him, he was at first charged with killing just three cats. However, as they dove deeper into his uploading history, they saw that at least 13 cats were killed by him. At first, he denied maliciously killing the cats. He was just doing the right thing by exterminating pests. But he must have known that he was in deep shit because, as his interrogation continued, he tried to make himself appear more sympathetic to the police. He stated that at first, he was patient and kind to the cats. He trapped them and then let them free in an area far away from his home. But then the cats wouldn't learn their lesson because the cats continued acting like cats. He kept trying to show how decent of a human being he was. When he told the police that he even tolerated the cats when one of them killed his goldfish. But the breaking point came when a cat bit him in February of 2016. After that day, he joined an online community of cat abusers. There he found solace in his hate for cats and the justification and support he needed to eventually capture, torture, and murder them. On November 28, 2017, Makoto pled guilty to animal cruelty. His guilty plea included the acknowledgement of the murders of 13 cats, but his acceptance of his crimes didn't mean he changed and finally felt guilt and regret. Instead, he justified his actions to the judge, saying, The excrement and urine of cats stink. The nails are sharpened to injure. I do not recognize the extermination of harmful animals to be a violation of the law. And while the judge believed that the crime is truly cruel and the influence it had on society is also great, Makoto wasn't handed down a heavy sentence. Because in December of the same year, he wasn't sentenced to the actual jail time of one year and 10 months that the prosecution lobbied for. Instead, He was given one year and 10 months in jail, but all of it was suspended for four years. So his defense won. They had argued that Makoto didn't deserve a heavy sentence because he had already suffered enough socially, having become a social pariah once the news broke of his crimes. 
As to why the judge went so easy on Makoto, it rests on Japan's weak animal welfare law. Japan's main animal law is the 1973 Act of Welfare and Management of Animals. Under this law, the killing and abusing of animals unjustly is a crime. For example, domestic cats, dogs, rabbits, birds, cattle, horses, pigs, sheep, goats, and other mammals that have owners are protected under this law. Any owners of animals must make sure that the animal's health and safety are not compromised in any way. Failing to meet these standards by killing or abusing the animals results in a fine or imprisonment of up to one year, while abandonment results in a fine. To further hammer home Japan's inadequate animal welfare law, in 2014, the World Animal Protection Agency gave the country a D for its poor regulation of animal abuse and protection. So, in the eyes of the law, Makoto technically wasn't breaking any law because these cats weren't domesticated. And since strays are mostly viewed as pests in Japan, the extermination of cats isn't wrong. If they are considered pests, then their killings can be justified. But this isn't to say that there aren't people in Japan who don't view them as pests and who don't want to see the unnecessary killing of strays and want to help them. An example of this is the vet Ryonosuke Tokuda. Of Ryonosuke Animal Hospital in Kumamoto. In 2015, he started a campaign to achieve zero culling of cats and to control the cat overpopulation in his city. He knew that culling wouldn't do the trick of eliminating the cat problem because when a cat is taken and killed, that leaves a vacancy for another cat to come in and take its place. That's a never ending cycle. So, to really take control of the over cat population, He decided it would be better to view the stray cats as community cats. Since the start of his program, he has fixed over 3,000 cats. His endeavor even inspired many people to volunteer. Students from the local college promoted his efforts, and vets from outside Kumamoto came in to help. One vet, Soho Suski, in charge of Fu Animal Hospital in Tokyo, even expressed the same desire to do TNR. Trap, neuter, and return instead of using euthanasia after joining Ruinosuke's campaign. She said this about the killing of cats It's the fault of us humans that the number of stray cats has increased. By conducting TNR, we can raise public awareness, which may reduce the number of abandoned cats and dogs. To further showcase Ruinosuke's success, since his campaign started, Only 14 cats were killed in 2015 in his city because of disease related issues. Another example is the city Yurayasu, which has been using TNR since 2011. In addition, the city even created an app that featured profiles of the community cats to make TNR easier. These profiles consist of photos of the cats, their names, and where they live. The photos in their database. Not only feature already fixed cats, but new strays as well. By having this database, they know which cat has been fixed and which have not. I'm not sure if this has already happened, but at the time the interview took place in 2016, there was a hope that the app would evolve into one that allowed people to adopt the strays as well.
an official, Takao Okuyama, sweetly said this about Yoriyasu's cats. We are taking care of stray cats as a community, providing them with sterilization treatments and looking after them. So that's the story of the 13 cats of Fukaya and Mokoto Oya. As horrific as his crimes were, and as weak as Japan's laws are regarding animal abuse, it's always good to remember that this doesn't mean that people in Japan don't care about animals. Just because of one bad apple, it doesn't make the whole tree a rotten one. There are a lot of activists trying to not only save the animals, but are trying to get the government to pass stricter laws. And I hope they will win one day. In fact, I know they will win one day because it's just a matter of time before society changes as well. Well, you guys, that was the final episode of season one of the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast. We'll be coming back in February of 2021. So before then, you can listen to all the previous episodes if you haven't already. You can subscribe and tell your friends or whoever about the podcast. Follow VSF on Instagram, the period VSF period official, to not miss out on any updates. And also, if you do have any tales about animals, whether it be a ghost story, advocacy, or just a really cute Christmas one, whatever it may be, please feel free to send it in at vsf.official.podcast at gmail.com. I will be reading all of them on the podcast when we return. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys when season two drops. Until then, toodles!